Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Food Bites with Sarah Patterson is the name of this program and I'm part of it and so too is the lovely Sarah Patterson. My name's Kevin Hillier. G'day, Kevin. You deserve a gold medal for putting up with me. Well, everyone's getting a gold medal. The Olympics just about done and dusted. How great was our swim team? Been fantastic. Oh, our whole team Everyone been across great. the board. Yeah, right. just to get there. Effort. I mean, you put in you put in four years to get to an Olympics and then they put it back a year. And then you've got another year to keep yourself going. Well, so. I should know. I was close to qualifying there for a while. Chris Sebastian <laughs> is our guest on the program today, uh, winner of The Voice. Uh, amazing, amazing talent, not just musically, very, very oh. talented uh, in the kitchen. We, we are talking Michelin star level. Well, maybe not there, but it's pretty high. Now, the name's familiar, obviously. Uh, he is Guy's brother, and uh, there is a tribe of Sebastians, mm. and uh, wait till you hear his Christmas story. It's a beauty. Absolutely. So uh, Chris is coming up uh, very shortly here, and he's got a brand new single out called Wasted On Me, which you can uh, download or stream or scream or whatever it is you yes. want to do with it. Have a listen to it. It's very good. And, and the film clip is a very, very good too. And I would say one of the most passionate uh, cooks we have ever had on this show. Yep. Probably more passion than some of the chefs we've had on. <laughs> and a delightful, a delightful person to speak to. Coming up shortly, Chris Sebastian. But Cheese Links, speaking of passions. Oh, <laughs> speaking of things that are important in life. Yes, that's right. 52821984. Just indelibly print that in your mind because it's a very important number. It is the number for Janet at Cheese Links. 52821984, cheeselinks.com.au, all the social media platforms, and there's nothing in the world that is more social than cheese. <laughs> getting together to make your own cheese or getting in touch with Janet who will sort you out with all the equipment you need to make cheese yourself in your own kitchen. As we always say, it's a lot easier than you think and it's really, really satisfying. And you don't need Frankenstein's laboratory. It's actually very simple. They're very simple, uh, easy to store away in your cupboard, uh, <laughs> uh, stuff that you need. So all the... All all the ingredients and all the doodads that you need. Six drops of essence of terror. That's the one. Five drops of sinister sauce. That's me. Five two eight two one nine eight four. That's the number. <laughs> Let's get to our guest for this week. He's a beauty. Oh, you'll love this. Chris Sebastian joins us on Food Bites. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hey, Chris. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good, good Chris. Good, good, good. Chris, are you a bit of a foodie? Are you? Oh, look, I don't think there's a member of my family that's not, to be honest. My mum, uh, my mum's pretty spectacular. Uh, and so she's, she's, I've sort of been obsessed with cooking since I was young. And it's pretty much a competition between, there's four, four brothers, uh, and there's pretty much just a competition between the, all four of us. Right. I love it. And, and has this pandemic uh, seen you spending more time in the kitchen than you otherwise would? Hundred. I mean, I'm sure that's the case for everyone as well. But I mean, for me, it's now because there's a lot of things that I like doing outside that I can't do at the moment. So I'm like, all right, well, where can I uh, where can I prove my skills somewhere else? So I've uh, I've definitely taken over the the cooking duties more than my wife has uh, in the last sort of three months. I love it. So we've established the kitchen, certainly your happy place. So in in your oh, kitchen, yeah. you're creating magic. Take us through a typical day for you. What you create. Look, I, I can't do simple. <laughs> I, and I know, so my, my wife loves, like, the more simpler dishes. So, so <laughs> when she cooks, we'll, we'll have some – and this is not me bad-mouthing it, because when she cooks, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but she, she likes 
like a beef stroganoff or some chicken schnitzel. Whereas I'll do like a twelve hour slow cooked shoulder or a um, so I, there's a few different methods. I, so I, I use my smoker a lot. I use my sous vide machine a lot, and then I use my slow cooker a lot. So I, I'm a very low and slow you know, cook for the whole day kind of person. <laughs> hey, that's pretty fancy schmancy. You've got a sous vide machine and a slow cooker and uh, and all the, the bells and whistles. So these gadgets, they they really uh, lend themselves to uh, to what you create in the kitchen. 100%. Look, I've got three different kinds of smokers. So it's not like it's just <laughs> like one smoker. I've got three different kinds. Um, you know, for, for different things. And not, not only that, when in, in non-COVID times, we love to entertain. We've you know, we, we got a big family. So, um, you know, I've had the cricket team over for ribs. Um, I've had my golfing buddies over for brisket. So, like, there's, there, there's a whole, uh, you know, there's, there's, I've got like three outdoor kitchens that I've put together. Chris, they must be beating down a path to your door. Well, if, if lockdown oh, were look, the case. they're not so. upset when they get the invite. <laughs> They're certainly not upset when the when the invite comes through. <laughs> so, Chris, basically, you're a show off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I wouldn't use those words, but in a nutshell, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, Chris, we've also established that you do a great array of savoury dishes. Are you a sweet man, and do you dish up dessert as well? Look, I I love dessert, and I have far too much of it. <laughs> I've never really delved in the world of desserts. Like I, I so I with the CV I do a creme brulee, oh. which is pretty much that's as fancy as I get. Um, my younger brother is the, like just a freak when it comes to desserts. He is. I, I, I would honestly say some of the best desserts I've ever had. Sort of period is is ones that he's made. And then my sister in law Jules. Um, is incredible. She makes this um, Mars bar cheesecake and this Nutella cheesecake that is <laughs> outrageous. So I've just I felt like I haven't needed to try in the dessert department because there's always someone else to cover it. I sound like I'm so far behind the game here, Chris. But how on <laughs> earth do you do a creme brulee in the sous vide? <laughs> it, it's actually really easy. So I bought these little um, airtight jam jars off off eBay, and yeah. you literally just put the ingredients in those little jars. Throw it in the sous vide and it's done. <gasps> like and a few hours later, and you're, you're covered. So it, it's kind of like a, I would say the easier way to do it. So then I've just got the little blowtorch, <laughs> throw the sugar on top, and, and you're done. The blowtorch is the fun bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you've, you've, exactly. turned, you've turned cooking into a performance art. <laughs> <laughs> I feel just, like that Salt Bay guy that just makes everything a performance piece. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, my mind is boggling at what Christmas must be like at the Sebastian house because oh. everyone would have, you know, like the <laughs> premium number one meal. <laughs> can I can I tell you a Christmas story that is actually so funny that I, I'm, I actually and I haven't actually told this story before, but you just reminded me. So oh, please perfect. do. We did Christmas. We did Christmas in Adelaide a few years ago, and. They, like we all talked about what we wanted to have and, and my brothers had been like, because mum and dad at this point haven't had my ribs yet. So they said, oh, mum and dad, you got to have Chris's ribs. we got to do, we got to do that. But obviously I can't take my smoker from Sydney to Adelaide. So like, how am I going to find something big enough? So I literally, and this is not even, a, this is no exaggeration, this is not made up. I rang my dad and I'm like, hey dad, do you know anyone with an oil drum? Uh, and he's like, yeah, why? I'm like, well, I need a food-grade oil drum that I can have. <laughs> so he made a few phone calls. Turns out a guy I went to school with, this is how small Adelaide is, um, a guy I went to school with, his mum and dad lived around the corner from us and they had a farm and they had a bunch of these food-grade 
they they deal in sort of they um, supply herbs and stuff to Woolworths, and so they had all these um, food grade um, oil drums. So I literally went hired a trailer, picked it up. <laughs> got my angle grinder out, cut it up and <gasps> built my own smoker so that it would be big enough so that I could do ribs for the family on, on Christmas Eve. And that's literally what I did. <laughs> so I just built my own smoker. That's awesome. Uh, that is and, awesome. And uh, we, had, we had Christmas ribs. It was great. Oh, I absolutely, I absolutely love that story. What a wonderful thing to do from go to arm. I I can't believe I've never told it before. I love that. And it just reinforces to us how passionate you are about food. I mean, apart from, you know, having a love from, of your mother's cooking and and growing up around great food, it sounds like you've actually been really well educated in the art of making great food. Is it YouTube videos? Is it cooking shows? How do you know so much about Uh, all this stuff? Look, there, there's actually a few. So one of my best friends is just a freak chef. He, he's taught me a lot. So I, in the in recent years, I've gotten really into the meat sort of stuff. So whether it be the smoking, the so he got me onto the CV. So he used to be a chef in a Korean barbecue restaurant. So he's taught me a lot. Um, YouTube a little bit, but it's more so trial and error. I've got probably too many spices. And, it's, it's, you know, there's days where I'll just throw stuff together. I'm like, oh, that actually, that, that makes sense. And it's just a matter of trying things. So, like, my, my bolognese, for example, ha- is so weird. It's almost a curry. <laughs> uh, and so right. it, it's more so just trying, it's just trying different things and, um, you know, knowing what the spices taste like and trying to sort of, in my head, figure out what that combination would be like. And so far, it's worked out. What what is why are you such a big fan of the uh, the smoking? What does that bring to cooking? I love the flavor. I think like it, it can be overkill at times. So I um I've done the brisket for example. So the process of that is um, obviously selecting the specific cut of meat, but then I inject it. So I uh, there's the rub. So I make my own meat rub. Um, I make my own sort of marinade that I inject into the meat and then I make my own barbecue sauce. Um, and so the smoking thing, I think because there is so much that goes into it mm. and there is just so much flavor, that's sort of what draws me to it. And that's definitely the thing that I do the most. Uh, so as far as cooking goes, I'll definitely smoke things more. And um, it's the overkill. I smoke the jalapenos before they go into the sauce and it's a whole thing. How is it that you fitted an entertainment career in between your cooking appointments? <laughs> like, seriously. Look, it's, uh, that's the beauty of smoking. Once you do that first little setup, you can kind of walk away for five or six hours and get some work done. Beautiful. And then you come back when you want to finish it off. It's great. <laughs> so for you personally, Chris, and, and working around your, your, your musical career, is coffee an important part of your daily life? Okay, I'm about to I'm about to say something that's not going to be taken too well. I'm not a coffee guy. Oh. I like coffee. I don't not like coffee, but musos typically are the, are the biggest coffee lovers that I know. So I've toured with with a bunch of other people, and they will literally will be in a tour van and they will drive across the city to get a specific coffee. Yeah, and I'm like, let's just go through Macca's drive. <laughs> like, is is there a difference? Um, and so I'll tell you my coffee order because I'm going to wear it with pride, but it's not a good one. Um, so I get a soy caramel latte. That's the that's the level of coffee <laughs> that I'm at. Oh, so coffee soy absolutely caramel hate. latte. Hey, look, it's not great. It's not great, but I'm going to wear it with pride. It's delicious. I don't <laughs> mind it, Chris. And I, what I like is it shows that you're not a um, a coffee snob. Would you have instant if I'm, it were the only thing available? 
look, I'm I'm not cool enough to be a coffee snob. I just don't know. Like my my brother my brother loves his coffee. He's got you know he's got this stick machine. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he's talked about it, but I'm pretty sure he did like a little um, barista course and like <laughs> has actually learned how to do it properly. I I honestly am stoked with Macca's coffee. I I, I just don't think. It tastes bad. I, I really like it, to be honest. <laughs> this is the great irony here, Chris, is that uh, you um, are passionate enough that you want to take your own smoking machine for the for the family Christmas, <laughs> but whereas other people want to take uh, their coffee <laughs> machines interstate. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Chris, tell us about your yeah. uh, your new single, mate. Wasted on me. Uh, it's yeah. it's an yeah. old it's it's an old song that you you kind of rediscovered. No. So what what it is is I so I've been with my wife. Uh, we've been together for 10 years we've been married for three years um, and I I don't have any drama like our life is we're so happy she's great um, and so I don't have I've, I've been going into these writing sessions and I'm like what can I write about that's going to be relatable so I when I say that this is a new so I only wrote this a couple of months ago but oh, okay. the story itself is fresh out of high school so I was, I was dating this girl out of high school and um and I had to go back that far to come up with a story that was relevant sort of to my situation. Um, so, that, yeah, yeah. So it is a new song, but it's a very old story. Um, the uh, winning, uh, winning The Voice in, uh, in 2020, did, did that change your life? Massively. I mean, it's obviously the most awkward time to win a TV show. I, I won during a global pandemic. So, you know, I've not been able to tour since. Um, and and there's, just, there's been a lot of things that have sort of gotten in the way. But that... You know, I'm not here to make excuses or anything like that. I, you know, there are people that have been dealt much worse a car than I have. So it has definitely changed my life. Like, it's, you know, I'm now signed to a record company that I love and I'm working with people that, you know, a year before The Voice, I wouldn't have been able to. So I, I'm so grateful for that experience, for that show and for, for what it's meant for my career afterwards. You know, like I, I've been working for a really, really long time to you know, to get people to notice me and to take me seriously. And, and that show provided me with that, I think. And, um, you know, I've, I've been able to do a lot of things that I never would have been able to, you know, before the show. So I'm, I'm honestly just so stoked. And I guess, Chris, a great thing would be the, the family support. You've got family who, who know what the journey's like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And people like my, my brother has championed me since the, the very start. And he's always, like, there's just always been this, incredible amount of support and and that's the same that's that echoes you know through my entire family there's a there's a video on my instagram um of the night that i found out that i won so obviously the unique situation with the voice is the grand finale was filmed three days before it went live but it was still filmed live so i found out about winning the same time everybody else did on tv so um there's a video that my sister-in-law filmed of us reacting to me winning and you see, like, my wife is holding out at the time, three-month-old baby, mm. and they announce my name as she literally sprints around the couch. And oh. then um, my you know, my other sister-in-law grabs the baby, and you know, she comes in. Like, it was it was literally a, a turning point. And I think the reason why it was so special is because they know sort of what I've had to go through mm. to get to that point and how hard I've had to, mm. to fight, how long it's taken to get to that point. So, it, you know, it, it'll never not be... A just a, a life highlight for me. Yeah, uh, the, we mentioned the single, uh, an album on the way in the works. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the good thing about this lockdown is it's given me a lot of time to spend in the studio. So, I, I'm literally at the moment writing every day, 
Um, and so we plan to release an EP this year and then an album uh, very early on next year. So, but we got a bunch of singles to come out this year as well. Beautiful. Hey, listen, you are, because you are such a dab hand in the kitchen and uh, with the smoking and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I can hold it an awesome if, dinner party. If you had a dinner party at your <laughs> house and, uh, you know, there's no no budgetary constraints and you can invite anyone you like, dead or alive, who would who would make it onto your table? Oh, wow. Dead or alive? Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so I – look, I know Stevie Wonder – Loves his barbecue, so oh. I would I would be terrified, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I would love to see if, if Stevie Wonder was a fan of my brisket. Yeah, yeah, love it. <laughs> I'm sure he would be. How could uh, I hope so? <laughs> Well, you might have to, you know, find someone in uh, in Los Angeles or somewhere to build a, uh, a <laughs> another machine for you to be able to get over there. We need a machine to get you there yeah, first. Exactly. Yeah, rather I'll, 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 I'll fly over there and find an oil drum to make one out of that. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else besides Stevie? Um, oh, that's a great question. You can I, just look, have I an love, intimate I one with it. you and Stevie. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's a great question. I've like a dinner party. Um, it's I, hard I when it's say, just thrust on you, isn't it? That question. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, my problem is, is there's just so many people that I would that I would want to. You know, I, I've I've recently just been obsessed with Queen. So Freddie Mercury, like you know, for going dead or alive. I mean, what a what a moment that would be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, yeah. Look. Yeah. As far as intimate, look, I'd love to. I haven't seen my mum and dad for so long, so it'd be great to be able to have my family all in the same room. It's just been so long since we've been able to do that. So I'm going to I'm gonna lock in my official answer. I'd love to do a family dinner. Uh, one where I didn't have to build a smoker <laughs> in order to, to cook would be nice. Fair enough too. And, and I cannot think of a better guest to ask this question just to end things, uh, Chris, but do you have a kitchen or cooking tip for us? Yes. Do everything low and slow. <laughs> I, look, I, I know that there's, there's um, a lot of prep that goes into things like that, but Look, slow cooking to me is the the best form of cooking. In fact, I thought as part of this, I would love to film something um, to go on to go along with this um, yeah. of, of a dish that I've very recently been obsessed with. So I, I cooked it for the first time last week, and it's a it's a pork shoulder um, using a spice rub that I've made up, um, and a marinade that I've made up as well. Um, so I'd love if you guys could, I'd love to film myself making that. Um, and upload it at the same time as as um, as we can talk about this. Yeah, we would absolutely. be delighted. So, what is it? Pork shoulder with a with a. So it's a oh, look, there's there's a it's, a, it's like a, a jalapeno oh. sauce that goes on top of it. It's, oh. it's like a it's sweet and spicy, basically. We but would it, yeah, love it's that, a, Chris. It's an eight hour pork shoulder, but it is really really my my I got a one and a half year old, and she is obsessed with it. So. <laughs> um, so I'd love to make that. We Beautiful. look we look forward to it's it. It's a deal. Thank you. It is it's a, deal. a deal. Hey, thanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us on uh, on Food Bites. We really loved having a chat. Uh, your passion for uh, uh, for your for your music, obviously, and your art, and uh, also for your cooking is uh, is terrific. Good luck with wasted on me. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You guys are legends. Thank you. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au 
Chris Sebastian, uh, a terrific wow. guest. Wow. Look out for that video. That video is the coming. The video is fantastic. What a great story about Christmas in the Sebastian household in Adelaide with the just, oil drum. Just ever slightly Food so over grade the top. oil drum turned into a, uh, a smoker with a bit of, you know, angle grinding, and which is what you do when you go and visit oh. your, your rellos. All the time. Wonderful guest. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Wasted on Me is the name of your single, so check it out. A really yep. good, uh, really humorous video too that uh, that goes with it. Uh, so thanks to Chris for his time and uh, check out his, uh, his music. Hasn't Friday Food Poll just gone through the roof? This is... It's gone off. The biggest, I think, response we've ever it's had. It's gone off. To the humble curried sausages. Hey, nothing humble about a curried sausage. Well, it is a humble winter dish, don't you reckon? It's yeah, it easy is. to chuck together. I it's love hearty it. and it's comforting. But I love wow. It. I will put my uh, my uh, prejudice on the table right now. I love curried snacks. I do too. I love it. But this mm-hmm. uh, has surprised me somewhat, this poll. Here we go. <laughs> Leonie said that is a definite yay for her, Diane. Loved curried sausages. Amy, my favourite. Rebecca, nope. One of those childhood meals I will never eat again. Lauren, hell yes. This is one of my comfort foods. Lynn says, yes, served with mashed potato. Yeah. Uh, Muriel says, absolutely yay. I love them. Terry Daniel, a big yay from him. Wayne Mack, mm-mm, I love curried sausos. Cherie says, yes, but with cauliflower mash, Kevin. You'll see see as this develops that there's a (laughs) string of thought about this. I agree. I like cauliflower mash too. Lena says, a huge yes, yum. This post has inspired me to make it. There's a lot of that going on in this uh, too, I can tell you. Uh, Helene says, definite yes, had this last week for dinner, yum, yum. Joan says, looks very appetising. Glenn says, a big yay from me, Pato. Ian, yes, minus the peas. Wayne writes, no way... No how, no chance, and no further discussion. I'm surprised. Except that he continues. <laughs> sausages are ace. Well, you know, proper sausages at least. They're only ruined by the addition of culinary travesties like Indian curry powder. Curried sausages bring to mind flaccid grey <laughs> processed carcasses or cases, should I say. Oh. Could be carcasses. Of minced up offcuts that are served in a foul-smelling yellow taste bud curling Oy. sauce. It looks like something a goat threw up. <laughs> Maybe that explains the diced carrot usually found in <laughs> oh, no. the big orange chunks as a few staple. The Royal Navy love curry powder and they they used to use it to disguise meat that had gone slightly bad so they could serve it to the enlisted men. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The Royal Navy, uh, we've mentioned curried sausages, however, are so bad that even a bunch of reprobates like the Royal Navy would have the <laughs> humanity to serve it only to the lowest form of life like Roger the Cabin Boys <laughs> train Cleaner. It's as bad oh, as food gets. That sounds like a bad episode of MASH. I'm yes. surprised I thought Wayne would be a, a yes. So do I. Yeah. Ian says we had it tonight. Yummy. Marcus says yay. And I actually made it last yes. night. Leslie, what? This is the best lazy dinner ever. Stephen Tuzel in capitals, no, I'm scarred for life. I would love to know why. Sally, uh, if my eating habits were different, I would cook this at least once a week. I loved it as a kid, actually. What am I thinking? You can get vegan sausages. There you go. She can. Dean, bloody oath. Tony Bennett says. Yes, today. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry, Tony. He says yes today. To apologise yes every time. Today. He says hell yes. Len says hell 100% today. the best. Nikki Elliott, oh, God, no. Mark. 
when done properly, a big yes from me, but I've never had a good experience with them in Australia. Mm. Interesting. Kathy Vesha, wife of our producer extraordinaire. Yay, great retro comfort food. It is retro. Yep. It's up there with apricot chicken. Jock, only when my 91-year-old mum makes them. That would be my Auntie Jude. Uh, Michael, you hit the spot. Love them. Mum made them for me. It's all right because his mum's only 89. <laughs> Darren Berry, uh, the former cricketer, says, The great Abby Jeans once famously said you can fry them, you can barbecue them, uh, but you can carry them, but they're still just sausages. But Dermot Burton is much better at Yabby Jeans than me. It's still a yay from me. Mum used to make them and then leftovers for breakfast on toast a few days later. Mmm, yeah. Oh. Uh, Sheridan of Asia off the uh, Twitter account says, it's actually a hard dish to get right, but when it's right, it's so right. My mum's curried snacks were a gold medal. Mm. Uh, Bobby Murphy says, yay, an emphatic yay. Colin Vickery says, I think this is one of those choices where the accompaniments in the pick, as in peas, carrots, mashed potatoes, yeah. have to factor into the final yay or nay. Colin certainly says, yay. Uh, AMR25 off Twitter says, a definite must. It tops a lamb roast and a Tom Cruise date. Mm. Uh, Mick says, yep, and served correctly with mash rather than rice. Mm. Wayne, of course, then goes to say, uh, must go with rice, in my opinion. And uh, Duncan off the Twitter says, how did this actually become a dish? Mm. No. <laughs> I like an emphatic yay as opposed to an a regular. Yay. Yeah, give <laughs> me one of them. Brian Mannix. <laughs> Doesn't eat. <laughs> it looks good, but curried sausages are curried sausages. He does eat. He likes the stuff at the Red Rooster drive-thru. Yep. I remember that. Yep. Now. He doesn't um, eat much. Jane Kennedy says, oh, no. And uh, Rosie Walton, oh, very much a yes on a cold winter's night. Agreed. It's a resounding, resounding yes. emphatic yes. yes for curried snacks. Yeah, I agree. Oh, what a great topic. Thanks, everybody. And sorry for the ones we couldn't get to because there were literally dozens oh, and no. dozens and Seriously, dozens. Seriously, five pages we printed out yeah. and I could have printed out 15. Yeah, I love yeah, it. So. Love it. Um, what are we having for dinner tonight? Because all of a sudden I feel like curried snacks. <laughs> I think snacks. it was burgers tonight, but you love my curried oh, snacks. I make them the way my mum make them. Yeah. Very, very simple dish to make. Yeah. I actually boil the sausages and I peel the skins now, off them. can I, on behalf yeah. of the curried sausage lovers of the world Society. say, can we get some decent bloody snacks. sausages in the supermarkets? These things that you're serving up at the moment are rubbish. When did the sausages become the size of Twiggy sticks? Oh, they are. They're skinny, they're little, they're tiny little weeny things. Things uh, it's a bit suspicious too when you chuck them under the grill and they get this gold colour effect. What happened there? But when did they become square? When did yeah, they? They're they, squarish. They, they resemble um, an index finger because they're about and they're about the same length. Yeah, and can I say that uh, that butcher sausages have become a bit disappointing mm, of recent some times of them too? Some a little bit um, got a little bit of gristle factor going too on, much. and once you get one bit of gristle, yeah, that's it. It turns you off. <laughs> Come on, guys. There's no gristle in cheese. Hey, nice segue. That's written on a wall somewhere. It says there's no gristle You'll never get gristle in cheese. And certainly not in any that you get from Cheese Links. Cheeselinks.com.au. The telephone number is 52821984. Don't phone Janet now. She's making curried sausages for Hutchie. No, phone her. 52821984 is the number. Cheeselinks.com.au. Hope you've enjoyed the program. Thanks once again to Chris Sebastian. Check out his single, Wasted On Me. The album's coming soon. Download it, stream it, whatever. It's a bit like I'm wasted on you. Kevin, don't you think? <sighs> there might be a show next week. We don't know. Where's the sausages? 
Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.